Like Fun is a craft beer and comedy podcast that offers a brief respite for women and men with real responsibilities. Featuring Greg, a tall, dark, everyman who knows what he likes, and Josh, Like Fun's resident beer quality expert. Together, our hosts take you on a journey of inebriated mirth so wondrous, it will feel as though you are having something like fun. Like Fun is not for kids. Unless those kids are from Wisconsin and accompanied by a legal guardian. If that's the case, come on, kids. Have a seat, throw one back, and listen up. Because life is too short not to like fun. viewers josh here hope you didn't miss us too much last week we lost an episode uh it was uh it was rough we had one uh ready up and recorded for you and uh, it turned out that my recording my on my end uh was skipping and so i tried putting it back together like a drunk tries to scoop beer back into a shattered pint glass um and i came to realize you know this isn't why we do the show. Um, this show uh, started out um, uh, me and my my buddy Greg, who who isn't here uh, now, but he'll be here later in the show. Um, we started to uh, during a time when uh, we were we were uh, moving to opposite ends of of the Madison area, and we just uh, wanted to guarantee that we would get together and have a chat on a weekly basis. And also to to broaden our horizons and learn more about uh, beer. <clears throat> I, you know, didn't want to sit in front of a computer and waste a bunch of time trying to scramble together yet another episode. So instead, I went back over the past uh, couple of years and picked out some moments that I liked and spooled them together for your listening enjoyment. Um, so we'll get to those in uh, just a second here. But uh, before we do, um, because I'm not going to do an outro once the music stops, that's when the episode's over, um, I'd just like to do a few thanks um, for the end of the year. Uh, Greg and I, I think, would agree that we're very lucky to have spare time to do uh, fun stuff like this. Um, but we have a lot of people to thank that uh, help us make this show better and, and, and make the show possible at all. So um, we always got to start with our musical guests, The Whiskey Farm. Uh, they were the first band to say yes to us, and uh, they're they're the uh, the band that does our intro, and they will be playing at the High Noon Saloon January 25th at 7 p.m. Proceeds will benefit the uh, Refugees International. Um, also, have to thank the Cork and Bottle String Band, Still Hill, and Horseshoes and Hand Grenades for all of the uh, help that they have given us over the the past couple of years and uh uh to to sum things up we have to thank you the listener um your suggestions for beers and whatnot on social media give us ideas help us grow the show um reviewing us on itunes helps more people see us 
Uh, you look us up on iTunes. If you have a spare minute or two, give us a, a review, a good one, as Greg likes to say. And then just your interactions um, overall make the show more fun for us to do. You know, we don't do the show to get, you know, the goal was never to get a a wide audience. Outside of the goal of just getting, you know, me and Greg uh, talking once a week, I think maybe the goal was to create a community of like-minded beer lovers and to just bounce ideas around, you know, and, and to a certain extent that's been really successful. Um, a lot of our new segments and ideas have come from friends um, on Twitter and Facebook and uh, personal or closer friends of the show. So, you know, we have a lot to be thankful for this year. Um, so we just like to take this time to wish you a very happy new year. Be safe, but go ahead and get drunk because uh, that's, you know, the, the, that's the like fun way. Hope to see you out there. And uh, here come the uh, old memories. So raise a glass. Cheers. See you guys around. Well, by God, folks, it's just about time to wrap this mess up. Regardless of whether or not you've eaten all the fine hors d'oeuvres, that's besides the point. You talk about, like, putting a lot of thought and having a, a real vision for the labels of your beer. Yeah. Uh, I did a little uh, beercation. Uh, I did a couple of beercations. A couple of beercations. That sounds fun. <laughs> uh, I, was in, I was in western Michigan uh, okay. a couple of weeks ago, I and I did a bunch of great shit, uh, but I was in Grand Rapids. And I went to a smaller brewery, an older school brewery, was just sampling around. That's when my wife and I, when we travel, we just go and we, you know, drink different kinds of beer. It's fun. Mm, and we, I went, this smaller brewery had a beer called uh, Crimson King. And okay. I was like, you know, that's really neat. It, you know, reminds me of uh, uh, the, the villain from Stephen King's Dark Tower series. Mm -hmm. And we were, we were, of course, talking about uh, Lovecraft earlier. Wait, so what's his, might get the what, what was his name, Greg? <coughs> that particular villain? The Crimson King? Yeah. What was his name? I don't know. Do you Who's know? the Crimson King. Who's the Crimson King? Yeah. That's his name. This is, I was trying to harp in onto your, your joke, but you just ruined it. <laughs> wow. Uh, for everybody at home, that was just as rolled over that as one. <laughs> That's going to uh, hit the editing for <laughs> He does go uh, by other names. I, it's been a long time since I've read. Oh, no, no, no. That's, uh, you're thinking of uh, The Walking Dude. The Walking Man? Yeah. Yeah. But isn't he the protagonist? No. It's been a while. It's been I'm a thinking of Rolling the Shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, <laughs> keep up. All right. So, anyway. Tangent. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, so, I, you know, I was drinking some of it, and I got into a conversation with the, the barkeep. I like doing that. I like talking to the guys behind the bar. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they love it. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> that I was, you know, like, oh, this one's, you know, really good. And, you know, can I ask if you know, is it based off of the Stephen King character? Because that's super neat. If it is, and he's like, uh, I don't know actually what it's named after, but I know that the the brewmaster's downstairs. I'll go ask him. So you know, he walks down the stairs, comes back up, says actually it's uh, based off of the band King Crimson, which was a band in the seventies, which I don't think I can name a single song from. <laughs> and I said, okay, be that as it may, I'm looking at the banner that you have hanging up here, which says. Crimson King in giant letters, and above it, there's a piece of artwork that was heavily, well, like, or was, excuse me, very prominent in the final uh, book in the Dark Tower series. Stephen King actually, you know, had an illustrator draw this for his book, and it's up on your thing, so I naturally assumed <laughs> that you were doing it from that, and yeah. that you had gotten permission to do it. 
Because <laughs> I know that art, I know that artwork. Oh my. Uh-oh. Did you see the guy's sweat? Was his, yeah. what, did you see no, that no. single bead it's of sweat coming down? And he's King? wondering where you're from. Yeah, <laughs> Steve, Stephen King, I would say, oh, he's probably not going to sue you, but Stephen King, very litigious. Is my <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this whole time, Greg is texting me. I'm on my way back from, from our, va- or I'm on my way out on my vacation, and Greg is on his way back. And he's like telling me the story, and he's like, what do I do? And I'm like, press forward. <laughs> <laughs> He's obviously See where it goes. This, this dude's obviously bullshitting you. Like the conversation probably went something like, "This guy out back is asking about the Stephen King thing again." He's like, "This is the second time this week. Just tell him to fuck off." He did he did Listen, like, I've already got the letter. Okay, I know. Yeah. It was a little bit nicer than telling me to fuck off, in that he just stopped talking to me. He eventually, just dropped off the bill. You weren't so. So you weren't the first person to walk in there and start Definitely. asking questions. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a huge banner. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I just had to bring that up. That was a that was the the best thing that happened to me on the on the trip where I yeah. like that was my I got a I managed a gotcha moment at a brewery and it was very very exciting for me. Uh, but not to out the brewery because they they seem like nice folks. They're probably doing product. they're probably doing good stuff and you know. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it could have been like one Just of not those. Paying attention. Uh, it could have, but you know, maybe it was based off that band in the seventies. And if it was, this is the time during the podcast where you can play some of their music underneath. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. so if they do exist, because honestly, I've never heard. I've never heard of that. No. <laughs> Although the ones that do detachable penis. No, definitely not. <laughs> never mind. No, uh, but I do remember it was mentioned in the. Uh, I Wikipedia it because you show, you sent me the picture. Yeah, and I would, oh, yeah. and it's like mentioned in the like references in pop culture. And there's like there was as a very small footnote, there was a band called King Crimson. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, All right, so. let's uh, let's get into the interview, gentlemen. Supposedly, that's besides the joint. Anyway, on the mandolin, right next to me, that's Greg Dirks. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna dive in here. So uh, you'll get into the swing of things as I read it here. Uh, it's a, it's always a Q and A format. So uh, Q. Uh, bear in mind this this one is all caps. All caps. Yelling. Hot bar sucks. That's not the title. <laughs> That's just That's the, the start. Um, parentheses. <laughs> Not even close to the West Side or Willie, uh, and I'm going to interject into the, the the letter here to say that they opened up a North Side yes. Madison uh, co-op. There are three locations. There are now three locations. So this is a, the North Side is a new location. All right. Uh, so post parentheses, still all caps. <laughs> Breakfast sandwiches are terrible. Period. Um, so I'm fascinated by that sentence. We can go back into detail on that we'll, later yes. if we want to. We'll revisit. Uh, so it, it literally was, if we eliminate the parenthetical, it was hot bar sucks, breakfast sandwiches are terrible, and there was no, there was no comma in there. <laughs> it, just, it was one. Right into it. That was it. a sentence. Uh, continuing with the all caps, all the best employees from Willie are here now. Which sucks too. That was parenthetical as well. The which sucks too. This is published by Willie's Street Co-op, by the way. Yep. Published. Um, and a new sentence. The only good thing, and I have no idea why this is, there are three 
quotation marks to begin this. Three quotation marks, then I-M-O, then two quotation marks. Okay, so... For those who are unfamiliar with the internet, in my opinion. Yes. The only good thing, triple quotation I-M-O, single quotation I-M-O, is... Oh, wait, suddenly no longer caps. <laughs> Very abruptly <laughs> is the parking. <laughs> New sentence. I doubt this store will turn a profit. No period. <laughs> End of letter. That's it? Yeah. No specifics. Um, so, real fast here. First sentence of the response from the Willie Street staff. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> And I'm sorry to hear that you do not enjoy the North Hot Bar, breakfast sandwiches, East, or staff. But I am happy to report that we have already been meeting and exceeding our sales projections for North since opening, period. Uh, They should have just dropped the mic on that. We're not going to go any further. I'm going to save them because that was... I hate everything. I hate the people that work there and the food. And also the parking is okay because I, I obviously like parked and then walked <laughs> yeah, into the place. I had to get in here to angrily scrawl my notes <laughs> yeah. for the comment box. But, but after he got done being mad at his shitty sandwich that he ate, obviously, <laughs> and then had the gall to write... He got into his car and drove away. The store has the call to write back. This can't be a volunteer, right? No, this is no. a person. This is a direct. So the, the volunteer, uh, it's not a volunteer who responded. It was, uh, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Kirsten Moore, director of cooperative services. So like yeah. pretty high up. The person who like <laughs> keeps track of the money, like, sorry to hear that. You don't like the thing, but the thing is selling. So we're going to keep selling the thing. All right, hold on here. Hold on. It, it, the, so I skipped through a huge chunk of the responses. <laughs> but she does say uh, she's just kind of like, we're, we're committed, blah, 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 to like making your experience better. Uh, in this spirit, I have passed on your feedback. There should be quotes around the feedback, by the way, <laughs> yeah. Kirsten. Um, about the hot bar and the breakfast sandwiches at North to our prepared foods team, and we will see what we can do for you. I'm shaking my head for the viewer. Like I, like there was no, there was no, no. where to go from there. No. <laughs> and that's, you, like, that's but, like saying like inviting like Kevin. Let's say his name's Kevin because that guy's name's always Kevin. He's probably a Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, can you please come back to the uh, bagel counter. And elucidate your complaint, and then our bagel girl will solve your. Yeah, they'll give they'll give you an extra slice of cheese to make you go away. Yeah, <laughs> well, as well as you crop, so it'll be soy's. Ooh, sweeze. An extra sweeze. <laughs> we'll get an extra sweeze on your bagul, and then Bagul's. you'll be on your way out. Out the door. Yeah, your door. <laughs> it's our vegan door. Yeah. Um, but by the way, the last sentence of the review. <laughs> And you're right. The parking is great here. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Dad playing the doghouse bass, and his name is Mr. Patrick Lockerman. Hey, thanks for coming out, folks. I hope you drank a lot. There's still time. Just because we're doing this doesn't mean you shouldn't be drinking a lot right now, actually. All right, we're going to wrap it up with this song about living in the country, which we know nothing about, but it makes for a good song anyway. But no, um, the story that I saw that piqued my interest was, and I know I think maybe you've seen it too, is the uh, group of gun-owning civilians in (laughs) Florida that uh, decided to go to the beach and fire on Hurricane Irma in hopes of turning it back. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah. And it just kind of got me thinking about, like, oh, man, like, this this war against the weather and kind of like our how our generation is viewed you know like what we think war is and like what something like the civil war was and it got me on this like comedic thread in my head about my son's generation will be watching ken burns documentaries about the war on global warming but like the literal (laughs) war on global warming like (laughs) people writing like letters to their their loved ones, like, September the 8th, 20 and not 17, Hollywood, Florida. To my dearest Lindy Lou, the indications are very strong that we shall move against Irma in a few days, perhaps tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Lest I should not be able to write you again, I feel impelled to write lines that may fall under your eye when I shall be no more. I have no misgivings about, or lack of confidence in, the cause in which I am engaged, and my courage does not halt or falter. I know how strongly American civilization now leans upon the triumph of we gun-owning citizens over the weather. And how a great debt we owe to those who went before us, standing and delivering against rain clouds, tornadoes, and other such manifestations I don't care to know. I am willing, perfectly willing, to lay down all my joys in this life and turn the monster away from our shores. Lindy Lou, my love for you is deathless. It seems to bind me to you with mighty cables that nothing but omnipotence could break. And yet my love of shooting guns in the rain comes over me like a strong wind. (laughs) (laughs) And bears me irresistibly towards Miami Beach. Lindy, do not mourn me for dead. Think I am gone and wait for me, for we shall meet again. Tell my two brothers and hers that I call God's blessing upon them. Oh, Lindy, I'll wait for you there. Right soon. Brigadier Weatherman, Charlie Shortino. Oh are man! Gonna, are you gonna in post? Are you gonna put the Ashikin farewell? You're, for that? you're goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, I walked down the aisle to that song. Oh really? I... Where my lovely my lovely wife did. Oh yeah, no, I do remember that now. I think. Slam. <laughs> if Hop Slam were something that you could buy at a dollar store, 
What would it be? Uh, a change for a dollar. Because <laughs> I feel like you get your money's worth. Am I right? You definitely do. <laughs> All right. You'll like this one. If Hop Slam were a weapon from the Doom series... Like Doom, Doom 2, Doom Annihilation, and on okay. and on and on. I gotcha, I gotcha. Which weapon would it be? Mm. Mm. Okay, so this one has a story with it, so bear with me. Bear uh, uh, I In high school, I hung out with uh, the nerds who like to come <laughs> up with... Uh, they, they enjoyed programming, and they liked coming up with mods... For yeah. Vigi games, yeah, and at one point they came up with a mod for a media studies class uh, that was a Doom mod where they actually just overlaid uh, our photography slash media studies teacher <laughs> as the the uh, main character. Is it titular? Is it the, is the title character named Doom? Because <laughs> he brings oh. Doom to all the. All the uh, extra. Um, how do they like describe it? We saw it in the movie. We saw it in the theaters. Yeah, we Did, definitely saw Doom in theaters. Didn't they just have an extra chromosome? Was that what caused them to become monsters? Oh my god, that was Wasn't, my best. No, 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 no. no. It was the most was, insensitive, the insane reason, shit. No, the reason why I, I asked this question was because yes, we saw Doom in theaters, <laughs> and the the crux of the movie was that like. They they go through and they just do like a little montage where they're like scientists discovered the twenty fourth chromosome, <laughs> oh which God. unlocked unimmeasurable power to those <laughs> who took the serum or whatever. And then I I remember I leaned over to you and I was like, Greg, is the Rock going to get Down syndrome? <laughs> it was so bad. It was so insensitive. It was that's, so, and and just uneducated. Yeah, just on it. All they would have had to do is they had Google back then. Yeah, you just had to Google. Hey, uh, I got this idea. What if we had twenty four chromosomes? Well, let's just plug it into Google for fun. But oh. instead, <laughs> no, they're like, let's just roll with it. No, that we're good. good. Yeah, that's amazing. That sounds great. <laughs> no, but no, you know, you get like Down syndrome. Nothing good happens when you have an extra chromosome. You get Down syndrome or Kleinfelters. It was so, so stupid. It was which just would you, a terrible premise. Which would you rather watch? A sci-fi horror <laughs> film where where Dwayne The Rock Johnson um, just gets, like, a metaphorically and physically huge heart? <laughs> oh, God. Or, 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 or breasts and a micropenis. <laughs> so I'll finish telling my story. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, please so, continue. So, uh, the, the nerds that I hung out with in uh, high school created a Doom mod where they just overlaid our teacher, uh, Len Freedy was the guy's name. Uh, Len Freedy, was, he was an awesome guy. My favorite story about Len Freedy was one time a kid came to class wearing a shirt that just said porn star on it. And Len Freedy, who was old as shit, like getting ready to retire, old, old man, just said, hey, what's up with the shirt? And the kid's like, I don't know, I probably want to be a porn star when I grow up. And Len Freedy just goes, huh, there's good money in that. 
I will I will worship him forever. But uh, he actually passed away a couple of years ago. I really like that guy. But uh, he <laughs> so they created a game that was a Doom mod just called Len Freedy Action Photographer, <laughs> and it was just. Le- <laughs> Our teacher going around, and all the different weapons were just like different things that uh, Mr. Freedy had in his classroom. So, like the the starter pistol was a, a fucking stapler, and uh, the the chainsaw was a scissors, and uh, the shotgun was just a flash on a camera and shit like that. And it was fucking unreal. And that I forget what the question was. <laughs> Which. Weapon from the Doom series. What? Oh, there we go. Be? Uh, one of one of those mod weapons that was just really close to my heart because it was created by my friends, and it was about one of my favorite teachers of all time. And this beer is that good. I I swear to God, this beer is that good. All right. Oh, that's. Uh, I was gonna try to try to tweak you into the uh, BFG. Remember the from the oh, Doom yeah. series, the big fucking oh, yeah. gun. Yep, yep and yep, I remember, yep, yep. I remember seeing the movie with you, and, <laughs> and they changed it in the movie. They, 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 they. This is the movie that like the good or the gun that the good guy picks up, I think, to defeat the uh, rock. Uh, Carl Urban. Yeah, Carl. It was Carl Urban. Yeah, and he picks up. He picks up the bones. Uh, bones McCoy. Yeah, he picks up the <laughs> BFW, the Bio Force weapon. And there was a standing boo. <laughs> there were six people in the audience, I think, when we saw the movie. I don't know. Like, we went with Doug. I mean, yeah. that was... It was me, you, and Doug, and maybe, like, four <laughs> other people. And in unison, like, six of the eight people that were in the theater decided to stand up and audibly boo. <laughs> the fact that, like, the, the best part of Doom and Doom 2, they just, like whitewashed the, the, the profanity <laughs> away and it's the bioforce weapon the only weapon that can defeat Kleinfelter's syndrome the rock oh god <laughs> and I think he did I don't remember I don't remember how that goddamn movie ended it was so terrible well, the so ra- yeah no Carl, Carl Urban won because Carl Urban was the Doctor Doom or whatever the fuck yeah he was For- l- the Len Freedy. Yes, what? Yeah, for whatever reason, <laughs> he overcame whatever it was. And, and in, in the end of Doom Two, you just and Doom One, I think you just end up in hell and you get eaten anyway. So I hope that's where all of those people end up. <laughs> that's right. There's that shitty ending. Yeah, where you just get like teleported to like a room that you can't beat unless, like, what I did. I just put the God Code on, and then you kill all the things that were supposed to kill you, and you're just you're in an empty room forever. <laughs> That's that's real shit storytelling, by the way. Creators of Doom. Yeah, come on. Fucking suck. (laughs) They probably just figured, too, at that point, like, most computers at the time, when you get into that last level and just full of so many sprites, your computer would just, like, (laughs) burn apart. Yeah, and then then burn (laughs) apart and die. That's, it was. They were just like amateur terrorists. Yeah, <laughs> just wanted to. Like, we'll create an addictive video game that will burn people's houses down, <laughs> and we'll call it Doom. And then the end of hell. <laughs> but then they started making a shit ton of money, and they're like, "Oh no, <laughs> we gotta figure this one out." What if our plan went through? <laughs> 
So in, in a lot of ways, I think that it's a lot like uh, Hopslay. So, do you remember the uh, New Year's Eve where, um, this is like a story where we pooled money to get, uh, like, midnight champagne? Yeah. Th- this is my fault. This is my bad. Or maybe you were with me. I can't remember. But they're like, just get... Uh, it's like, probably your fault. Four or five you. bottles of champagne, and, like, they all together we could, like, scrounge, like, $28. Yeah, that's right. In the back of my head, I was like, this isn't going to work out very well. And I get to the liquor store, and champagne, because it's New Year's Eve, or, or the day before, and champagne is, you know, like, outrageous downtown. Like, you'd have to go to Woodman's to get a good deal. Mm-hmm. But cold duck was incredibly <laughs> cheap. It was like $2 a bottle. <laughs> And I just read an article that said that, like, nobody can tell the difference between, um, like, white table wine and red table wine unless they, you know, take the blindfold off. So you automatically translated that to... (laughs) Two two bubbly versions of those same things. (laughs) (laughs) And I came back with, like, 14 bottles of cold duck. So I remember you coming back with a fucking case. Yeah. that's. I don't think I was involved in the purchase, actually. I just remember you coming back with a case of cold duck. Uh, and the worst part about that whole story was we waited until midnight to drink the cold duck, <laughs> yeah. but we did not wait until midnight to drink anything else. Yeah, no. We just no. plowed through all of the cheap beer and shots that we normally would, and yeah. then... <laughs> And then, and like, then we popped corks. Yeah, hey guys. Yeah, we, how do you feel about uh, uh, the the cheapest red table wine available, <laughs> but with bubbles? Yeah. Everything's better with bubbles, right? That sounds really good. Um, but can I get pretty comfortably numb for hours ahead of time <laughs> before I do that? Like, oh yeah, sure, of course, absolutely. <laughs> I think there were there were some very vocal complaints. Sober. Before the party started, but it was a hit. Yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't see any of those Nancy naysayers. No, when when the ball dropped. <laughs> so I finally got into the whole point of this fucking story was a throwaway bit. Um, I finally got into Sir Latab. They opened, and a woman greeted me inside the door, and I am just at this point not in a good mood because I've had a whole bunch of adventures. I'm hungover. I've been upcharged on juice, <laughs> and and they made me wait on my coffee across the street, and I wander through the door at Sir Latab. They just opened, and this woman's like, hey, can I help you with anything? And I was like, no, stay away from me. <laughs> I know exactly what I want and where it is. And then I couldn't find the skillet. I couldn't find the fucking skillet that I had come there for. So I basically told the lady off. And then I couldn't fucking find it. Oh, oh, no. So that was the story that I was going to tell, which was like a 30-second story. And we are a solid 18 minutes. (laughs) So, Greg, (laughs) what's good with you? What's good with me? Uh, So...
I'm, I'm on to my seventh beer. Yes. No, we are on... These are not... <laughs> not including the beers that So this started. is... No, we are well on our way to a Centurion because of math. What? Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> We're well past 60 at this point. <laughs> I hate to tell you. It's good. Yeah. It's good. So, good. Um, anyway, pours in the glass like honey, as I previously described. Slight haze. The aroma is of pine, tar, lime zest, tangerine. One more. Mm. We can slow down. We can slow down on this because we we know we we're done. We completed the power hour. No going to the bottles. I know. I know. Literally, we haven't. But mm. listener, viewer. Lend me your ears and eyes. Josh is trying to get out of this. I'm, <laughs> I'm about to throw up. Oh, that, that's a basement. <laughs> I could probably do it. I'm going to finish this review, and then I am going to vomit. <laughs> um, balance with the flate, faint malt aroma. Reminds me of... <laughs> blown away that you can still read. Light pie crust... Very, very light floral aroma, like cut grass, violet. For, more. <laughs> mm. For the viewer, he he actually did write this down ahead of time. Like he's not he's not just at this point trying to make things up. Yeah. He did this ahead of time yeah. and wrote it down. So like this is still fairly legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> As legitimate as this podcast can be. <laughs> Taste is light to medium body, light to medium carbonation. Taste matches the smell, as I previously described, of medium bitterness dissipating as a pale ale does after that taste. The taste follows the aroma. Um, Jesus, it's great. It goes with... You, you can have this with Thai food, spi- anything spicy... Gouda cheese, chocolate chip cookies, Oreos, and milk. <laughs> it goes with everything. Except for right now. Because once I take this next shot. <laughs> Man up, Josh. Just punch. I'm, no, I'm going to wander off and throw up. He wasn't joking. <laughs> this is really good. All right, so I'll tell you the story about the time that uh, I uh, <laughs> about the horn. Uh, I um, at one point broke into my friend's car and rigged his steering wheel horn. Uh, he had had a, uh, uh, some sort of amateur fix operation that they took the fucking lid off the thing, they off the steering wheel, so the wires were exposed. Oh, here we go. And, uh, I was able to break into his car and tie him together. He was staying at his parents' place, and... <laughs> as soon as he turned it on, the the horn just went. It was great. 
is so goddamn funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? <sighs> Not so good, Greg. <laughs> Can I get another beer? <laughs> <laughs>